0: Hello and welcome back to George Bowman and Friends. This is episode 5 and like I explained last week, this week is... So these last two weeks have been slightly different to the normal show. I haven't been at university so I haven't been able to do the live show which normally comes on the University of Nottingham radio station between 11.15 and 12.45. So what I'm going to do when I'm not at uni and when I'm not able to do the live show uh, for the time being, hopefully in the future I'll be able to do both. But for the time being, when I'm not at university, I'm going to be recording an interview with one guest who I who I think is an interesting person, and who I want to bring a story to you about. This week, uh, or the last, so this episode, uh, this is part B of the episode. So the last couple of weeks has been on the Argentinian international fencer Stefano Lucetti, who's currently doing a masters at the university of nottingham this interview was amazing i found it so interesting like i said last week and hopefully you found part a as great as what i what i did um, part b it doesn't stop getting any less interest it doesn't stop getting any it doesn't stop getting as interesting he he's such a fascinating character and i could have i could have honestly spoken to him all day so, without further ado, this is part B of the first ever uh, one-on-one interview for George Bowman and Friends. I hope you enjoy it. I could have done. Yeah. So then, you've mentioned this already, but you came here for your undergrad. So, you decided, where did you apply? So, high school, straight A's, exemplar student. Yeah. Where so were you thinking?
1: So, I, I did. I was really considering, uh, and I got offers from University of Notre Dame which is a huge, yeah. it's very good academically and huge for sports. Um, Brown University, which is part of the Ivy League schools. Uh, Duke, um, Ohio State, all, all very good academically and very good for sports yeah. and fencing. Um, however, that was the year right before Rio Olympics. Yeah. Um, so I decided ultimately to take a gap year. Okay. Uh, to defer my applications and my acceptances, uh, and try to, to give a to give it a go for like uh, to try to focus hundred percent on fencing. Yeah. I got injured during that gap year, uh, unfortunately. I was living six months in Budapest, training there. Okay. Once I got injured, I went to Argentina to do rehab with the national team there, and our, we had like the doctors and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. physios and everything to to take care of me and to get me back to physically fit which which was great and that I got to live and meet with my family my Argentine family there um, so once I finished that gap year uh, my dad had come back from a competition in London and he said hey Stefano why don't you apply to just for fun check and apply to some unis Oxford Cambridge apply to some unis in the UK and um, Cause you know I, I like Lon- I loved London It's one mm-hmm. of my favorite places So why don't you Just try it out And I was like Okay sure Why not Screw it uh, And I looked uh, How to apply To unis in the UK yeah. And I saw Okay UCAS, UCAS yeah. All that stuff And I started clicking on it And I'm like Okay this is the UCAS deadline And it turned out to be Literally Within 4 hours I had Like until midnight I had to apply and some create my profile, personal <laughs> statement, all this stuff.
0: That took me about four weeks. I know, four and months. this is
1: what I turned like. Once I came here, I understood that people were stressing out about personal statements, about the Ucas applications, making oh, yeah. it perfect. I, <laughs> I winged that. Cr- <laughs> I winged it literally in two hours, three hours, because the deadline was literally then. Yeah. Uh, Some
0: ways it might have worked well because you just don't think about it, you just do
1: it. I think at the end of the day, I just wrote the first thing that came to my mind, what I really felt. I applied to Oxford, Cambridge, winging it. Yeah. Uh, And then I applied to King's, LSE, because those were the only two that I knew or heard of. Yeah. Uh, And one more, uh, two more, UEL, University of East London. Uh yeah, UEL and Birkbeck College because uh I just typed in evening schools like just to be able to train full time yeah, yeah 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 and at the end of the day Oxford Cambridge Kings LSE I didn't get in not because of the, not I didn't have merit or the grades it's just because I applied too late that yes because the, cause the Oxford, courses Cambridge, were really yeah. full yeah so they're saying unfortunately say, unfortunate, say St- Stefano unfortunately like. You're a great candidate in everything, but it's it, too late. The 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 course is already full for, for your year yeah. for this for this course, for the program. So uh, I got into UEL, Birkbeck and one more, I forgot okay. now which one. And at the end of the day I'm just I accepted Birkbeck. Yeah. And was that decision made
0: um, to balance the fencing and academic? Literally, yeah. yeah.
1: I I ended up coming to the UK, first of all because uh, most of our professional circuit takes place in Europe. So yeah. being based logistically out of the UK was better for me. And was that
0: why you were training in Budapest? Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. And and because I uh, had a good relationship with the Hungarian national team. Okay. The Hungarians are one of the best uh, three-time Olympic champion. Uh, I was from Hungary now in, yeah. uh, in Sabre, in the discipline that I do. So Hungary is the place to be for training.
0: Just take a tangent off there a little bit. What yeah. was that like, training in Budapest for... Six months? It was,
1: yeah, six months. It was, it, I again, Budapest is an amazing, yeah. amazing city. Uh, and training with the national team there, yeah. they were super welcoming and, you know, took me in basically as part of their team right away from the get-go. Uh, had good relationships with the national team and the coaches. <clears throat> so that was great. The only difficult part was the language barrier I found. Right. Hungarian, is. Uh, not unlike any other language <laughs> I literally learned like five words hi hello thank you uh, goodbye and uh, yeah, cheers uh, <laughs> so communicating was tough didn't have really friends uh, yeah, outside okay. of the, fe- the fencers there so it was good Pros uh, and for, cons. for the purpose yeah. that I was there for training was amazing Yeah. but you know at the same time was a bit lonely at some times yeah. and uh, a bit you know, difficult yeah. to, to get around and to feel 100% comfortable. Yeah, I can imagine. But it was it was a great experience. And Budapest experience. is definitely on the fun. bucket list. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was an amazing city.
0: Um, so, back to the um, education. Yeah. Chose uh, Birkbeck. Birkbeck.
1: Part of the University of London, yeah. Okay, yeah.
0: And and you said that was a night night school
1: yeah it was night again I decided to do that one because it allowed me to train full time yeah. during the day um, I didn't end up going to uni in the states first of all because it was way too expensive second of all way okay. uh, more travel for all these competitions yeah. it would have entailed and I just didn't get the scholarship offers that I was hoping to receive I got offers but not as not much as, off. much as, yeah, yeah as I, as I wanted so it was going to be, I was going to probably spend about forty to $50,000 a year, a, money, a year. So it was just ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Um, so over to the UK. So this is when you moved. So you came over. So did you come over that summer before you started in, I assume you started in September? Yeah. Um, so when did you move?
1: I moved in literally a week before my course okay. started. No friends, no family, nothing. Just like, okay, I'm moving full time. So, this was before UK. your parents came over? This was before. Yeah, okay. And I lived my first year. Uh, I lived in a student accommodation, which was really fun. Yeah. I w- that was a good experience. I met a lot of uh, new people, interesting people. It was University of London uh, accommodation. So, kids, students from UCL, King's, LSE, right. uh, Birkbeck, uh, SOAS. All yeah, the schools yeah. around London, uh, there was there were students there, so it was really fun. That was cool.
0: So that was like a you were a proper fresher. Proper. So, I speak. did.
1: I actually did proper fresher's weeks, events, all that stuff.
0: What was that like in London?
1: Uh, expensive. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was expensive, but it was really really fun. Like I said, I, I I fell in love with London when I came to watch the Olympics in 2012. Okay. <clears throat> And since then, uh, I, I knew one day I wanted to live in London and have the London life, Life's the London, life. London experience. So, again, that's ultimately what made my decision to come to the UK and study here easier. Um, but yeah, the, the freshers experience was really cool uh, and uh, really different than, than the States, though. I know because I visited my friends back right. home many times. like. The social scene in the States is very, like like the movies, like frats, sorority, fraternities, okay. sororities. Uh, different, different. Very different. Yeah, campus life. You know, living in London is a city, so it's different. And that's why I also really appreciated the, the, the social scene and the yeah. campus scene here at Nottingham, which was different than my yeah. experience in London. But obviously,
0: so you're coming over. So you did a gap year, so 19... 19-
1: yeah, nineteen. I was nineteen. Yeah. At that
0: stage, you can't drink in the states.
1: Yeah, yeah. That that's another thing that was, <laughs> uh, honestly was uh, was really great. Uh, and uh, not because I was dying to drink or anything like. Or, or or that like that, but it's just nice to be able, like you feel more like an adult. Yeah. It's nice to be able just to go with mates or friends or whatever or your yourself just to go and sit at a bar and be able yeah. to order a pint. Whereas in the states, you need a fake ID, you need all this stuff, which it's uh, <laughs> not it's not ideal. And people know, and people end up dr- drinking and buy, finding ways to purchase yeah. alcohol yeah. anyway. It, but I just feel like it's a bit.
0: Unnecessary. A, it, unnecessary. Mm. The drinking
1: age to be twenty-one. There, so he's old, it's old. It's it's kind of, yeah.
0: Do you remember going up to buy your first pint? Nervous in the UK, or what was it? Was it alright? Just no,
1: yeah. no, but, uh, no. Because again, I lived when I lived in Argentina in Budapest oh, okay, and Budapest and yeah. stuff like that.
0: Like Budapest is like sixteen. So, yeah, exactly yeah.
1: sixteen. Bulgaria as well. So I grew up going to the summers there, and there's like beer is a soft drink in bulgaria so literally got, kids can go and order beer and they get it. <laughs> they get it so yeah
0: so how is that so obviously fresh as week done training starting fencing i assume yeah uh, education starting what are you studying? Uh, so, i yeah. i
1: studied international relations and politics yeah okay <clears throat> excuse me it's, my throat's a bit dry so you're
0: going to have a sip no that's fine
1: um yeah international relations and politics um it's politics and and foreign affairs and everything has really been my interest and passion something that you know now i i'm hoping to to work and build towards that career in diplomacy again my my grandfather my dad's dad he was a ambassador and diplomat for argentina right um as well as a fencer so just, again, carrying that family tradition, but paired with the languages that I speak and all my travel experience, uh, I feel like it's a, uh, a great career and yeah, something almost, I'd be good at and something that I'd be interested in, so. So much perfect. Yeah. yeah, now I'm studying international law um, okay. masters here masters. in Nottingham,
0: yeah. So what was that experience like, uni experience, first it was a three-year undergrad. Yeah. Fencing, how was fencing bucks? And well,
1: stuff. to be honest the the team the team the university of london team wasn't as great as strong as the program is here at nottingham okay a completely different level uh i only competed for buck at bucks once there i finished fifth my first year yeah so it was okay um uh, i lost a tough match by one point uh, to then a former teammate that was here Uh, in nottingham yeah we actually were on the same team last year (laughs) uh so that was interesting how our paths crossed earlier in our careers because he was at bristol for his undergrad and then we finally met up and we were teammates uh we're close friends before that anyway but uh we got to be teammates last year here um but you know yeah so uni fencing was not um, a priority or uh, a big deal for me back in London. Yeah, I was coaching more. I coached, okay, I coached the University of London team. I coached UCL oh, wow. okay. I coached at Imperial. Uh, so I coached at a few places and colleges at in, in London. Yeah, uh, just part time stuff. Help. Yeah, yeah, helping yeah. to support my my career and my my life and Goodness. my pints in London. <laughs> um, so that, so that was cool. cool. That was cool to get that coaching experience, kind of uh opened my eyes to the other side of our sport and everything which Did, was really good. do you great. think that
0: helps as well help for sure your, your yeah. own performance
1: for okay. sure because you you see the sport you see uh the actions you see uh the techniques and tactics from a different perspective and you, it forces you to think differently uh and giving advice and working with with different levels as well, I think it's been great towards my overall development Yeah. Uh, as a person, uh, but also it's helped me learn a lot about my sport, uh, coaching novices to high level experts, so. For sure it sounds, yeah. sounds great. Yeah.
0: Do you mind if I pause this quickly? Yeah, yeah. I'll pause this quickly, I need the toilet for oh, this. <laughs> okay, so, Obviously, came, over. Yeah. came over to London. Enjoyed the London experience in the underground. What so in the underground. yeah? So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> just for a bit of context, <laughs> had a little bit of technical difficulties, and finally, the microphone. Yeah, this is, this is the fifth time I'm <laughs> telling you what I got, uh, but we'll pretend like it's the first. So, uh, <laughs> I got a 2 1, uh, but yeah, on it was just, just barely because. Unfortunately, I had very good grades and marks throughout the all three years. Um, you know, a couple of firsts thrown in there, um, mainly two ones, solid two ones, not borderline, solid two ones. There was in my second year, just this one stupid class. And believe it or not, it was for US politics and history. Uh, and uh, it literally, I, I barely, barely passed the, the exam and that uh, brought my overall mark really down, towards a almost a two two. But luckily, I, I secured the two one, which uh, you know allowed me to come here and do the masters that I wanted to do, which yeah. was international law. Uh, but yeah, uh, we got we got additional support just because you know through fencing and from the sports uh, department, Phil Wood, the recruitment manager, and everything uh he has good relationships with uh with the schools and and everything and really lobbied for me but also you know of many other athletes so it, it's good to have that kind of support here to guarantee um uh, to get what they want <laughs> i mean i'm not disappointed i again because uh, to be honest like uh, I guess it's fair with the amount of effort and work that I put into it. Obviously, I tried and I always handed it everything on time and, and you know, always did my own work and everything yeah. like that. But at the same time, compared to some teammate, uh, teammates, to some classmates, yeah. coursemates uh, that really invested weeks and, you know, the readings, the readings lot, yeah. and everything like that, I, you know, would keep up. Or try to keep up as much as I could, but wouldn't be too fussed if I missed a reading or two, uh. And also just kind of procrastinated for most of my mm-hmm. works and handed them in on time on the deadline, but you know, with o- only after doing a few days' work. So, I guess it was it was appropriate the the grade that I got the marks that I got. Work, uh, yes. Have- yeah, I think it was just a bit. Unlucky uh, that I had that one really bad grade that yeah. stressed me out uh, to put me on a 2 2. Because yeah. for sure, 2 2, I would have been disappointed. But yeah. 2 1, I was like, yeah, a... okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Well, not the... Absolutely not. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Nottingham, I had no idea where it was, what it was. You're... Never no. heard of it. Uh, did not know that we were good at sports or a good uni. Not, like, literally nothing. Uh, all I knew about UK institutions was, you know, the few London schools yeah. and Oxford and Cambridge. Okay. That's it. Uh, didn't really know what the Russell Group was or anything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. 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 Uh, and what made me choose Nottingham was that, again, by chance, one yeah. day at a competition uh my dad was involved again in this process the fencing coach approached my dad and you know knew of me uh and just was asking hey so what is your son's plan when he finishes his bachelor is he going to stay in the uk what does he want what does he want to do and stuff my dad was like i don't know he was considering masters maybe then the fencing coach reached out to me said hey stefano if you want to pursue masters if you're still interested in fencing uh, we can offer you a very, you know, generous and, and great scholarship deal. Uh, please come and visit the campus. Check it out. Let us know what you think. Check the facilities out. Uh, and I'm glad I did. Yeah. Um, the the fencing coach, Paul Sibbert, he he hosted me for one or two days. I came and visited, trained with the team, yeah. which really made my decision. First of all, it opened my eyes. And I'm like, holy crap. I never knew this existed yeah um, but second of all, it really made my decision to to do a master's year really easy uh, and straightforward knowing that I'd have the support knowing that I'd be training in world class facilities yeah. so uh, it was really uh again kind of spontaneous unplanned head-hunted. In, in a way yeah. in a way headhunted recruited recruited yeah. for sure um, and yeah then yeah. Never looked back. Never, never looked back afterwards. And I'm glad I'm super, super thankful again for all UO and sport, the Green and Gold family. Yeah. Uh, and just again, the the professors and uh, everybody, all the administrators at the law school and, and, and everything who have been so accommodating and understanding of my athletic situation and circumstances and uh, and everything like that, because again, without the support, we won't we wouldn't be able to do uh, half of what we do as elite athletes and scholars as well.
0: So it sort of goes back to this familiar theme that throughout your life, you're obviously the choices you're making, or balancing the education, which obviously take seriously, even though you are a professional athlete, and the fencing side of things. So coming to Nottingham was almost the perfect balance of being able to advance your fancy whilst also coming to a good university for a good master's um what masters did you choose so international law
1: international
0: law yeah three year course
1: no uh i ended up being here for three years because of covid and and extensions and everything but uh it's uh one year okay. full time or two years part time. I was originally two years part time. And part time because of the fencing. Exactly. Uh part time because of fencing. It just allowed me again to be able to focus and give a good effort to school and also to fencing as well. So uh and that meant that uh, I can compete for two years and now third year, uh because well technically two years because there yeah, was no yeah, yeah, season yeah. last year because of COVID. Um but yeah, just it, it allowed me to have a just a little bit more balance and uh, compete for the university for longer.
0: That it sounds
1: great. So, so fencing at Nottingham. Um, uh, I I'd say it's it's definitely one of the top programs in the nation in in the UK. Uh, I'd say university. University wise, yes, university wise, it's uh between us and Durham. We're always the top two contenders and uh, have always uh, the most money for scholarships, but also attract the most international fencers. Um, from from what I've seen, uh, and we're the two most professional teams, I'd say. So, and close closely behind, I'd say is Edinburgh. Uh, they're also up there, um, but yeah, I mean the the University fencing team has come a long way uh i was uh lucky to be the first uh, ever bucks medal individual medal winner um two years ago with the gold and uh our my teammate in saber women's saber fencer Deanna, she was from the states coming from penn state also to do a master's here she won bronze
0: yeah
1: or silver i think she silver silver line. she's yeah. silver medal. silver, metal. silver. Okay. yes silver medal um so those were the first two medals ever Uh, and uh now this year uh securing another medal you know a third one for the program for its entirety uh i feel like definitely it's left a good legacy here uh and hopefully one i really i really wish all the best to uh, everybody coming uh coming back to the university next year but also encourage all you know, international fencers to, to consider it as a good option to balance uh high level sports and uh great great academics as well. So
0: what is the um
1: sort of coaching
0: structure you've got here? What facilities have you got? What what need like do you have nutritionists, for example, psychologists? What 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 extent is the coaching program that they offer here?
1: Yeah, uh it's it is really great support that we that we have and uh made the the offer and the opportunity to come here easier for me to make. Um we have nutritionists like you mentioned, nutritionists, like sports psychologists, uh SNC coaches one-on-one and team sessions, uh specialized fencing coaches as well. Um I believe you know, lifestyle advisors. Um, so really we do we do get great support uh we have physio as well sports massages or anytime if we have unfortunately injuries come up so yeah. you know we're taking we're, we're taking care of uh which is great um and something that you would expect um a, a, a team and school yeah. to provide if they value sport and here they really do value sport and and they try to give the best that they can to, yeah. to the athletes and scholars.
0: How does it compare to international experience? How does it compare
1: to all of the and stuff like that? Um, uh, I'd say the facilities are probably s- are state-of-the-art. They're really, really great. Yeah. Here, here yeah. in Nottingham, yeah. Um, it's one of the nicest f- devoted to fencing cells or, or uh, you know, rooms that I've ever had the the chance to train in. So it is really, really nice to be able to like call this home for the last three years and this to be my base. Uh, And it's just a great, great uh, facilities. David Ross Sports Village. Uh, I don't know what it was like before. Uh, but I know in the recently, in the last five years, yeah. they've renovated and put millions, tens of millions of pounds, into, million. 40, 50 million pounds, yeah. something crazy number from David Ross and other alumni. Uh, and they've made it fantastic. And from what I've seen across the UK competing at other schools, Nottingham is by far the nicest campus, uh, the prettiest one, but also with the best sports facilities, I think. I'm very glad. I'm very glad I ended up here. Uh, I really couldn't imagine doing um a masters elsewhere in the UK. Yeah. a yeah. I So
0: just just briefly, what is your what is your week like at the moment training wise? Or a full a full week, a normal week. You have got a bit of a foot in three at the moment.
1: Yeah, Sorry. a normal week. No, normally uh, to be honest, uh, uh, before coming here uh and actually during high school I was training a lot more okay. I was training almost every day but that's also because you know it was part of it was a family business yeah. so I was always with my parents at the club uh and even if I wouldn't train so much I would always be at the club and take a lesson or just do like yeah. snc or conditioning and plyometrics and stuff uh like cross training exercises but now um the last 2 years it's been like 2 to 3 times a week fencing yeah. and then 2 to 3 times a week snc and gym okay so i'd have like one or two rest days where i wouldn't do anything and then every other day it's either gym or fencing or both okay um yeah and it's uh about two hours of training each time so i i'm not good at that but it, it it's a it's a decent it's a good amount of training where uh you know you're exactly, exactly. You're not killing yourself and being, you know, risk getting injured or burning out or uh, just getting overwhelmed with school and everything with coursework. So it's it's a good balance. And I've definitely, definitely, I've lost weight here. I've gotten fitter, okay. uh, gained muscle in, in areas and improved in areas that I needed to improve in with explos- explosivity and, and strength and stuff like that. Exactly, exactly exactly so we have weekly weekly plans uh that our snc coaches okay, give nice. us on on team builder it's an app that we use um so yeah we're, we we log in our our workouts and keep track of all that stuff and uh it's always good fun to we have challenges who can you know do jump jump higher yeah, 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 yeah. lift hard, lift heavier stuff like that on the team so that it's kind of a nice little competition that we have going yeah, and so that's nice. pushed me in the yeah. last. So like, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah on exactly exactly i love i prefer the group sessions compared to one-on-one yeah, yeah. The video, so yeah. yeah absolutely that's that's what i that's really what i miss about fencing and what i really hope for so Yes, I I look I look to find it in other places where fencing doesn't allow it. Um so that's currently currently at Nottingham, obviously completing your and you can finish in March, Uh yeah, yeah. I mean I've handed in all academic work, my dissertation, yeah. everything in January. So now it's basically just fencing obligations okay. and competitions left for the university. Uh and that culminates with Bucks Big Wednesday at end of March. So after that, uh you know, I, I have some jobs in mind, uh, mm-hmm. have some offers that I need to consider and, and see, but we'll probably stay in Europe for the next few years I leading guess. up to the Olympics, training and working. Again, the balance. The balance. I'm, I'm, I'm going to yeah. do as much as I can and, and, you know, talk with my future employers and bosses and everything and let them know my situation, that I'm still interested in, in sport and that I want to keep the fencing up. Uh, and again, it's nothing that I'm not used to, so I'll have mm. to be balancing the nine to five or whatever it may be with, with training time. afterwards or on the weekends or whatever. That sounds great. great. So you mentioned before, the mid Olympia. Yes. Uh,
0: 2024 Paris. Is yes. That, is that
1: the aim? Uh, the aim is to qualify for Paris and hopefully okay. medal in, in LA in 2028. So you know to get the butterflies out of the stomach and have that excitement to enjoy it in Paris, uh, and and just get that first initial qualification stress under under me and get let lift that weight off my shoulders, and then uh hopefully go for a strong result, um podium uh at, at in 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 LA in 2028. And
0: like I said, after it's almost.
1: As- the 100 years i really career. i really hope so and that will be very cool you said you have a few job offers what what work-wise what are the goals yeah, yeah. Goals? uh so i, I diplomacy, uh, diplomacy yeah. politics uh yeah, yeah international relations foreign affairs that's uh always something that that i'm going to be aiming towards and now i have uh An interesting opportunity coming up uh, to work for a government institution in in Bulgaria uh, in their international relations department. So that would be cool. Uh, Yes, that's where my mom's from and all my family, my grand, my grandmother lives there. My uncles, cousins, everybody, Uh, my girlfriend lives there. So she's she's a motivating factor, of course, to, to move out there, at least now for the first few months. Uh, and then we'll see where life takes us. We haven't even touched on that relationship. Yeah. Supportive. Uh, uh so. yeah, no, extremely supportive uh and uh yeah, I'm super super lucky to to have her and uh we've only met and we've been together now for 6 months. We just celebrated our half anniversary <laughs> uh, a few a few days ago. Uh and actually tomorrow I'm going to see her in Manchester, so uh she's she's just visiting family family and friends how did
0: you
1: meet we met through a mutual friend uh over the summer uh at a club oh wow <laughs> uh, so we we met dancing and stuff but it was actually <laughs> really really weird because i was quite drunk that night and uh we literally we met and ended up talking the whole night like immediately just clicked and then i asked her out and the rest is history. was yes, going well. Yeah, 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 yeah. She, but she's great. She's great.
0: Definitely a... Relationships.
1: Relationships school. School. Well We've done a lot. We have. We have, have covered, we covered a lot. We have covered a lot. What I normally do on on my
0: show, my last show, this is the jump, jump, you in the deep end a little bit. Is okay. I do a thing called Room 101. Room, Room 101. Have 101, you right?
1: heard of Room 101?
0: No. So Basically, Room 101 is something where if you put something into Room 101, it gets rid of it from society. I don't know if you've heard of George Orwell, Orwell yeah, 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 1984. In that book, yeah, there's Room 101. Ah, okay, and it's the stuff that they're banned basically in society that's got rid of it. Is oh, there gosh. anything you're gonna ask anything, me what, what, what I put what, in Room 101? What so, so far, we've had um, first week we had show set. covid
1: times oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So they, they, quick would, quick they would they would walk, walk around campus yeah. and kind of like break up illegal parties yeah <laughs> the party poopers of yeah, okay <laughs> not really them uh,
0: and then last week my brother came on my family came on yeah i it's, saw it's, that yeah yeah. So it nice down the game. The game was nice actually put wasps in what wasps so i chose to put washington okay there. is there anything this week the three we had this week had
1: americanisms so that might not be not be, not be good for you as an american what is that like uh like right. the typical american sayings and phrases yeah or? okay A little bit like that yes we, okay. we had that suggestion we had music snobs
0: okay so people that are
1: like
0: <laughs> you said you might
1: music. So but yeah, like, I I like listening and blasting music, but I'm for sure not a uh you know, connoisseur and expert on facts and music stuff and anything. I just like all kinds of music. It's the
0: people my housemate suggested that and he said it's the people that have like a different sort of playlist for every every single sort of day of the week. Yeah.
1: Um you know, Is there anything that springs the mind? <sighs> Damn. I mean, obviously, there's so there's a lot of things that I would like to put into that room if I could. Uh, I'm going to go big and hold. And maybe a little bit cliche, but since, you know, I'm going to be a diplomat and politician, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll say, and now, oh, it's actually very relevant with the the current situation in Russia, with Russia and yeah. Ukraine and war and stuff. Yeah. So I just say, like, conflict, uh, uh, like, armed conflict, war, just, like... For me, studying politics and history yeah, okay. and stuff, uh, a lot of a lot of bad things have happened, and it's just it's sad to see. It's, obviously, there's always uh, you know positive things you can take out of it, and that that come after big conflict. But uh, I, I'd just say yeah, I'd conflict. say conflict con- war and conflict. conflict. I think it's a bit outdated now. Armed conflict, oh, sure. yeah, uh, so it's unnecessary. Now you can really do much more damage using an iPhone and hacking somebody's crypto wallet uh, or destroying something in the metaverse rather than in the actual verse yeah. <laughs> in the present uh, world. I think. Yeah, it's it. It's really. I think it's power politics, but it's outdated. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> the thing is, if we just if we remove him, somebody's very similar is gonna come back. Yeah. So it's. Yeah. We won't get into that on this, yeah. on this show. But uh, that's interesting. I like that question, the Room 101. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. consider and think of other things that I'd like to add. Uh, it's been a nightmare
0: since I've started.
1: All I can think about now is
0: that I don't like. I just think, yeah, I'll put that in Room 101. Yeah. I'll put that in Room 101. So I'm just walking down the street at the moment and I'll see something like someone littering or something like that. And um, straight in Room 101 for me. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I can think about. So, just to end, yeah. So, you've been very generous with your time. Thank you. No man, it's a pleasure. Not least because of all these technical difficulties that we plus have. Plus, your and computer's yeah, about to die. So. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll <laughs> close that. and... So, yeah, just to finish a few... Yeah. Like I say, you've been incredibly generous with your time. Thank you very much. And we have had some nightmares with the old technology. Um, so here we go. Uh, what is your proudest
1: moment? Proudest moment, proudest achievement. Goodness, man, you're gonna kill me with these questions. Um Proudest moment. You've won some incredible things. Yeah, that's the thing. Too many titles. <laughs> yeah, well, it's too, good. It's too good. Uh I'd say really one that that stands out to me. Uh, there, there's a few that come to mind, but the most important one was the my first junior Pan Am title. Okay. Um, and you won three. I've won three. So my first one was yeah. very difficult conditions in Venezuela uh, with the Venezuelan army present at the venue uh, against the Venezuelan in the final uh, with the Venezuelan referee. Like that was very, very tough conditions. Uh, I don't know how I ended up winning that, but I did at very young age i was uh 14 yeah 14 years old and juniors is 20 and under so i was fighting above the category and in hostile territory and i won so that was probably one of the prouder prouder victories <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was pretty
0: incredible.
1: yeah 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 it, 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 honestly i think i was way just too naive to realize what was happening around me and stuff but yeah Okay. Yeah. What about the toughest moment? Toughest moment in sport. Okay, that that's an easy one. Um, uh, it would have to do losing the Olympic qualification, uh, by one point a few years ago. I mm-hmm. lost the uh, yeah, I lost with a fencer from Mexico, 15 Uh, and if I would, if I had won that match. Would have it sealed the deal and gone to the Youth Olympic Games, okay. uh, um, but still, like that was that was the goal. I was working many years for that, and just one bad referee decision, one one point, the whole dream goes away. But uh, I that that's taught me a lot uh, and given me and helped me with my resilience and how to overcome, you know, difficult situations and and carry on and push through that and not give up. You know, on fencing, on the sport. Yes. Yeah. It sounds incredibly tough. Yeah.
0: that. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, you've had a you've named a number of influences throughout the episode. Your dad, your family heritage. Yeah. Um, I think we have really covered this, but the biggest influence.
1: Uh, biggest influence. I I just say family. Yeah. Family, uh, because you know my family is the number one support. Uh, you know both my parents being coaches and being heavily involved in. In my fencing career and helping me through it financially as well, you know, uh, not having too many sponsors, so a lot of the trips and gear and competition and entry fees and everything is all you know paid for by my parents. So without them, impossible. Uh, and they're always the first ones to to hug me and congratulate me on a on a job well done or a good result or good grades, good yeah. marks in, in school. They're also the first ones, you know, to give me advice and cheer me up if things don't go well. Uh, so yeah, family is number one for me. Amazing. Um, so again, we have touched on this, and I think this is a tough
0: question. So this is this is the last one of the questions. Okay, okay. If you were to have one future achievement in sport.
1: In sport, absolutely would be Olympic champion without without a doubt. That that for me, just even saying it right yeah. now gives me like the goosebumps, the motivation. Uh, motivation, and like it sounds badass. <laughs> <laughs> so like, uh, Olympic champion for me is the dream. Yeah. Is uh, I can retire the next day. I can even die happily. Uh, no, I don't want to. But really, like that that to me is um, is the epitome. Uh, of a yeah. of a sporting achievement, especially for fencing. Um, some sports, the Olympic games aren't so prestigious or uh yeah, super yeah. high level, but for fencing, it's absolutely the top of the top oh, and gosh. so difficult to qualify. Uh, so let alone win, let alone win. yeah, winning would be amazing. You get
0: the Olympics so uh, tattoo. Yes, oh, I
1: absolutely, yeah, sure. absolutely. That 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 I've been discussing with friends and yeah. family as well. Like as soon, I know that once I qualify, I'll get some sort of. T- I don't know if it's gonna be the rings, yeah. Because I, th- I too many people have that, yeah. But I'll try to uh, definitely have some Olympic uh, uh, details, and you know that that's gonna be the, the point of the. We were talking you know, about that, this yeah. the other day in the house, I said the Exactly. And that is the only one that I'll get. And I don't have any other ones and never thought of or considered anything else apart from the Olympics.
0: I think if, if you make it, I think it's, it's definitely worth getting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. um, just to finish, I'm going to ask everyone uh, this question. Well, slightly differently. But for you, one of the most impressive things I think I've found from this chat and meeting you and speaking to you is the balance that you've had from being an yeah. incredibly. Talented, incredible fencer, and also working so hard at school mm-hmm. and university now, and obviously now going on to do your masters. What advice would you have for student athletes out there? And obviously, this could be a three-hour answer, but if you could yeah. keep it as brief as as you as you can, any yeah. Advice for those people that want balanced mm-hmm. education.
1: Absolutely. I mean, like you said, we can do a whole another episode and podcast yeah. other, just just on this topic and on this question alone. Um, but for me, from what I've learned from my experiences, from teammate experiences where I've seen you know uh, issues and 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 difficulties arise, but I've also seen uh, success and ease uh, in this balance. For me, is communication and you know the typical saying communication is key is really really uh, a vital lesson and something to have in mind for scholar athletes you need to communicate your stresses your worries personal ones school ones uh sport ones to family friends coaches whoever whoever it is because you know sometimes for me it would be difficult to uh, because my parents are both coaches and parents would be difficult to kind of go to them with certain issues. Uh, so I then turn to my friends for, for advice, or I turn to somebody neutral completely who can give me, you know, good advice or, you know, a different, uh, perspective on certain issues. So communication, 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 if you're ever struggling, you need to talk about it. If you're, uh excited if you're nervous anything you just have to talk to to friends uh you have to talk to it about things to your teachers make sure that they are they are aware of who you are and what your duties are because a lot of times people are shy and they they they're like oh but i i kind of feel embarrassed to tell my teachers that i'm a number one athlete in yeah. my country or whatever or you know they try to keep it under wraps yeah. or not tell their support system or people who are here to help, they they don't want to inconvenience them or they want to seem. A lot of times, that athletes try to be heroes, you know. Yeah. And a lot of the times, it's, it's not possible. It's just not possible to be able to balance. So. Communicate, 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 communicate and we'll we'll leave it there. And a few presents always go a long way few presents and a <laughs> smile, and a smile oh, always helps. Really yes, yes, yes.
0: Well, thank you so much for your time today.
1: It's been amazing. I found it fascinating.
0: Me uh, too. I hope everyone, uh, everyone that listens finds it as fascinating as well.
1: I know. I hope so too. And I, if you guys have been uh, paying attention to to us speaking for an hour and a half, congratulations. <laughs> and uh, you guys deserve <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, I hope people do. Yeah, I think I get a lot of do. So thank you very much. Thanks, so, George. Thanks for having thanks me. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's been you a again. pleasure.
0: So that's a wrap. What a man, Stefano Lucchetti. Make sure you keep an eye on his results going forward, um, and hopefully we'll see him picking up a medal for Argentina, Argentina in the twenty twenty eight Olympic Games. Um, also, make sure you're watching the Paris twenty twenty four Olympic Games, and hopefully we will be able to see him competing for Argentina there. I really hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, please go and like and subscribe to the Spotify channel. This really helps me grow. Share it with as many people as you can. I really want to make uh, this thing as big as I possibly can. I love doing it. and I love recording the show when it's live on the University of Nottingham radio station. And I loved doing that interview with Stephanie. And hopefully more of those will come out soon. I have got a couple of ideas for guests who are really interesting characters so hopefully they'll materialize at some point um but yeah like i say i hope you enjoyed it as much as i did he's a brilliant character and i wish him all the best for all his achievements that he wants to achieve make sure all you listeners are keeping a lookout for his achievements um thanks again happy listening and next week we're back to the normal show with three guests on where I'll upload the live show that I do between eleven fifteen and twelve forty five on the University Radio Nottingham. Till then, happy listening. Uh, like and subscribe to the channels, and go find me on Instagram if you don't already. George underscore Bowman underscore and underscore friends. Cheers, guys.